I don't throw darts at a board. I bet on sure things. Meet Sun Tzu, the art of war. Every battle is won before it's ever fought. Think about it. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I gotta pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. The show goes on! It's Wednesday night and fantasy football is on the agenda. Grab a seat and let's get down to business. It's time for the fantasy boardroom. Here's your host, Tycoon. And welcome to the Fantasy Boardroom. I am your host and fantasy CEO Tycoon. As always, we have no guests for you tonight. It's going to be just me. We're going to have some fun. This week's episode is Early Returns. We're going to, you know, take a quick look into week one and project a little bit for week two. So we're going to focus on a few things this week. We're going to do some performance reviews and focus on some a player, a team, and a position and their performance. We are going to announce our employee of the week. We are going to discuss who's asking for a promotion. It will focus on players with a strong performance in week one that we're buying. Demotions. We're going to focus on some players that put up bench-worthy performances for the time being. And we're going to talk some branch transfers. Focus on players to trade or trade for to maximize your value and or upgrade your positioning. And uh, if you have any questions here, want to participate, just want to talk, for those in the live chat, jump in, let's talk. So, first things first, it's going to be performance reviews, and you know exactly where we are starting this week. My man, Mr. Swift. Now, while he did some fantasy damage to my 49ers, there was never any real risk to the game, so... It doesn't feel dirty whatsoever being thrilled about him coming out and being the PPR RB4. He played 68% of snaps, had 11 rushing attempts, had 11 targets, 8 receptions, 104 total yards, 24.4 PPR total points. And yes, you heard me right a second ago, he was RB4 overall. The guy is an absolute stud. And who hasn't shut the hell up about DeAndre Swift? So... I hope you didn't miss the boat. I hope you took advantage of that incredible draft value because while it may not be 24 points a week in general, this is not going to slow down. That usage is incredible. If anybody is uh, looking to sell high on Swift, yeah, be that buyer. Now, it is true. Jamal put up, you know, Jamal Williams put up 25 PPR points, slightly besting him as the RB3 on the week. But he only played about half the snaps of Swift and had an amazing, you know, over 50% touch rate on his snaps. That is much less sustainable moving forward. Um, and also a lot of his points came on those final somewhat miracle drives after the onside kickoff of Kittle's helmet, after the Debo fumble. So these are the types of things that gave Jamal that extra boost that are just unlikely to keep occurring, whereas the usage of Swift is likely to stay relatively consistent. So that's a focus on our player performance review. Our team performance review is going to be very brief. It's going to be the Green Bay Packers, and I'm going to tell you, just wipe it from your mind. 
Don't worry about it. Don't worry about Rogers, Jones, Adams, nothing. Just didn't happen. Doesn't matter. You move on. If they struggle against Detroit on Monday night, panic mode. Now, as for the positions, I'm going to focus on running backs this week in our performance reviews. And that's because we had a lot of the really big names disappoint us, unfortunately. So guys that finished outside of the top 24 this week, Antonio Gibson, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, James Robinson, Najee Harris, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley. Now, while there are reasons for all of these guys to have struggled in week one, uh, many of them were even somewhat expected, it still sucks to see your stud RB, especially in fantasy football that tends to play such a strong emphasis on the running back position, go out and just put up duds. Nobody likes it. But what I am going to tell you is that all of these players are going to improve and will put up strong seasons. The possible exception there is James Robinson due to the urban factor. Maybe he goes to USC and saves Robinson's season. Who knows? Um, but otherwise, do not panic on any of those names. Buy low on any of them if you can. I expect every single one of those names to put up strong seasons. Including Saquon, even with the news that they're not going to unleash him against Washington on Thursday. That's fine. Week three is the goal here. You're not playing for wins in week one and two. You'll be fine. Now we're going to jump to our employee of the week. This is a prestigious honor. This is something that we will do weekly here in the boardroom is you know, honor a standout here. And that is one Debo Samuel. Now, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, sure. Would have been a little too easy, though. Debo, I think, this was potentially more unexpected. This not only, you know, because Debo as a name compared to Tyreek Hill and Amari Cooper, obviously there's not a big, or there is a big gap there between those names and Debo, but it's, he's playing for the 49ers, you know, a high-volume rushing offense. They do have George Kittle. And before the game started on Sunday, we were worried about Ayuk. So we'll get to him later. But he finished the game against Detroit with 12 targets, 9 receptions, 189 yards, a touchdown, 29.4 PPR points, and would have had more if not for a late fumble. Now, of course, he's not going to put up, you know, pushing 30 points every week, but he should be in flex consideration every single week. I think he is established himself as the clear wide receiver one in San Francisco this season. Not to say I should be ignored. I do think, you know, we'll, we'll talk about him later, but Debo is the top wide receiver, number two pass catcher for this team. Collective co-founder here, Shane. Bounce back for Green Bay big time. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it feels like a gimme. Dem boys saying Saquon is done. Because that O-line is bad and he's not going to overcome it. I think that remains to be seen. The O-line is bad. I mean, that that goes without saying. But uh, a bad O-line is not going to stop the elite. The Panthers have a bad O-line. Christian McCaffrey has been fine for years. And before anyone wants to say Saquon isn't CMC, maybe that's quite true. He's about as close as you're going to come athletically. Maybe not quite yet, as he still finishes off the ACL recovery, but it's coming. Dembo is also, you know, of course he hates my Niners, but he's aboard the Debo train. Yeah, everybody should be. Everybody should be. 
he gets manufactured touches even in the weeks that he doesn't become the focal target like this. So he's absolutely a guy you want to have. So we're going to move on to players asking for a promotion. This is one many saw coming. Maybe didn't feel quite as confident until they actually saw it happen. But guess what? It has happened now in a regular season game. We're here. We were right. Corey Davis. He had a very strong week one performance, and he's going to remain the apple of Wilson's eye. That seems inevitable. Uh, Elijah Moore is a fine player. They have other you know players in the team, but Corey Davis is going to be the alpha. So I think he's really nearing set it and forget it territory because Wilson is really, really going to rely strongly on him as a rookie. They're, he's going to need you know that safety blanket, that rescuer, that it's a guy he's going to look to early, look to often most games. So we need to see a little bit more, but a promotion to that permanent startership is looking quite likely. Keep working harder, man. You'll get there. Late hours, huh? Now we're going to talk demotions. And we're going to circle back to that 49ers-Lions game. Brandon Ayuk. Just... What can you say? Now, he was dealing with a hamstring injury going in, uh, but we we got a little more info that just wasn't really released during camp. I don't know if the beat writers just weren't on it, but wasn't a good camp for Ayuk. I mentioned, you know, still learning to be a pro. Kyle Shanahan had some comments today just saying that, you know, if he wants to be on the field all the time, he's going to have to really be better than the guy in front of him consistently, and sounds like that's not what's happening right now. I'm sure the injury is playing a role, but Kyle is clearly also challenging him. Um, I did the nightcap, fantasy nightcap, with Shane Barrett, Collective Flagship Podcast. Please listen. On Monday night, and he drew a Dante Pettis comparison, which, again, as a 49ers fan, just shook me to the core. I mean, I, I think there's no, no comparison between Ike and Pettis, but the way that Kyle spoke today was a lot like the way he was talking about Pettis in the last you know, year that he was with the 49ers. And so uh, it just doesn't feel good. That's all I can say. So he's definitely riding the bench for the foreseeable future. I do think just on sheer talent, you're going to see him bounce back later this year. And in Dynasty, you know, he's a major hold because now you're not going to get anything for him. So don't even bother. Move him to your bench. Move on. Just hope that he bounces back, bounces back. But he's definitely got a steep hill to climb. Now on to our branch transfers. These are guys that you either want to bring in or move out. So we're going to start with the guys that I think we need to shuffle along, thank them for the contributions, and just move forward if you can move them for something appropriate. One would be Mr. Jameis Winston. An amazingly efficient day. They just absolutely ran roughshod over the Packers. Five touchdowns, an incredible five touchdowns on only 20 pass attempts. You'll never see that again from Jameis, which is fine. Uh, I actually expect him to turn in a fine here. But there is the chance that you have somebody in your league that looked at that five touchdown game, got real excited, thought about you know, the previous 30-30 you know, season for Jameis, especially if you're in a league that has light penalties for interceptions. There there just may be somebody who wants to take the bait, particularly in a super flex league. So if somebody's willing to just give you a lot, go for it. I'm not saying look real hard to move him, but I think it's worth sniffing around, seeing if anybody wants to take a bite, do it quickly. 
do it today. And then there's also Joe Mixon. Now, this is one I must admit, as I was watching week one, I was thinking, wow, I might have been wrong. Uh, uh, it's no secret that I am no fan of Joe Mixon. I don't roster him anywhere. Wouldn't, don't want to, never just keep him away. But even though I do have that hunch as I was watching that, you know, my volume concerns were going to be incorrect, I, I don't foresee this kind of game script happening with Cincinnati very much moving forward. I don't see them playing with a lead very much and running the ball to this level. I don't think it'll be long before we get back to Burrow throwing 40, 45, 50 plus times a game. Why? Because they're going to be trailing and they're going to have to, and they have great receivers. So that's why. And if they do end up using Mixon to this, you know, with this high level of volume, I have concerns that he can hold up. Why? Because it's been a struggle for him in the past. Not every year. There, there was one pretty healthy year. He finished well, but I, I, I need to see a little bit more. I would really like to see him put up a performance like this in a game where they're having to trail, where they're still relying on Mixon as a main cog to bring him back and not Burrow chucking it up to that talented trio of receivers. So if you can, if you have somebody excited, thinks, oh, Mixon is back. This is it. This is the year. Please, for the love of God, move him. Move him for something big. Count your blessings and move on. Anthony from the Get Right crew. You are late, sir. Tardiness is uh, not exactly tolerated here at the boardroom, so I may have to remove you here from the chat. No, I'm just kidding. What up, man? Thank you very much for joining. Uh, right now, you, know, you missed some highlights, but we're going through branch transfers. We just discussed guys that we're looking to maybe move on to, to somebody else. But now we're going to take a brief look and some obvious guys that maybe we'd like to bring in. Maybe their current managers are disenfranchised after the first week. Think they can do better. Or maybe just want nothing to do with the guys that gave them very little to start the year. So we're going to start with one Najee Harris. I think they're, of the two guys I'm going to bring up here, Najee is a guy more likely to have the manager a little bit concerned. Not a lot of fantasy production. But that said, the usage was thrilling. Very exciting. 100% of running back usage for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why? 16 rushes. I think he had two targets or two receptions. Uh, forgive me, I didn't write that one down. It wasn't as significant. Point being, they did not use any other running back. There was no Benny Snell. There was no Anthony McFarland. There was no Kalen Bellage. It's the Najee show. While the line is not good... They were going up against a very strong defensive line in Buffalo. So I'm not really that worried about the overall lack of efficiency there for Najee. Just know that Tomlin is looking to use his boy. And while that line is probably going to prevent him from, you know, attaining one, you know, top five style ceiling, he is going to be right there at RB1 territory. So, and there are going to be some big weeks that he has along the way. If you have a, the manager just a little worried that they invested a little too high in Najee and you can get him. If you can move Mixon for Najee, I would probably do it. Now, you can get Najee plus, obviously, for Mixon. So that's why I would suggest that. And I will not block you, Anthony. Do not worry. This is a friendly place. But I'm the boss. I have to give a hard time in the boardroom. That's just how it works. And the second one, probably a little less likely. But it might just be worth taking a stab much like trying to shop Jameis. And that is Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because he had the worst day of his career? 
on Sunday in Jacksonville playing against the Saints. It was just abysmal. Could not get anything going under 150 yards, two interceptions, just an all-around shit day. There's no way around it. Um, Like I was saying earlier, you can just wipe that whole game in the trash. It's over. It's done. There is no more Green Bay concern as far as I'm concerned. That's, I think, largely a product of Aaron not really being around the team. And eh, just a strange situation having to relocate to Jacksonville for the game in the wake of Ida. Just nothing was right. And it is doubtful that any of your league mates that roster him actually are concerned. They're, They're probably not. But ask. Find out. See what it would take to get him. Why? Because I still absolutely expect the double middle finger tour the rest of the year here in the NFL as he says goodbye to the Packers by reminding them exactly what they're going to be losing. So it will be turned around. I have no doubt about it. Rodgers is going to be fine, just like Adams and Jones. So if you can somehow get him on the cheap, because you're not going to get Jones or Adams on the cheap, but if you can with Rodgers, just maybe, especially if you punted at QB. So if you were one of those people that didn't draft QB 10th, 11th, 12th round, you really need to try and target him because that could just be that little key, that positional edge that you're going to now have on your team. Because if you did punt QB that far, you likely are very strong at every other position. Go get him. Go get him. And that's going to wrap up this week in terms of main content. There's going to be a lot more coming via the collective over the coming, you know, the rest of the week and the weekend that I'm going to help you prepare for week two with. Um, but the main thing going into week two, as of Wednesday right now, try to trade for Najee, try to trade for Rodgers, try to move Winston, try to move Mixon, bench Ayuk, play Davis, play Debo, and DeAndre Swift is an absolute monster. And you should all, well, be sad if you didn't draft him. And last thing before we close, you know, as we can kind of briefly go over what's coming up here in the rest of the week and the weekend at the Fantasy Collective. Oh, but we do have a question. Beautiful. Dem boys. What about Tannehill? Do you think he's still a top 12 guy? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Admittedly, I was extremely surprised at what happened against Arizona. Uh, I, I don't have a very high opinion of Arizona and their defense, but Chandler Jones is why. Reminded you exactly who he is on Sunday. Uh, the, the Titans offense looked like they were running in mud. It just Similar to the Packers, not a whole lot was working, but I'm still quite optimistic for the Titans moving forward. And that includes Tannehill. That includes Henry, Brown, Julio. I think with that skill position crew that he has, he's still going to be just fine. So... He's a guy I wouldn't necessarily aggressively target as much, but he is a guy that if you have, I would not worry about him moving forward. I still think he's going to finish in the top 12. Yes, I don't have a lot of doubt about that. And as we move forward into the rest of the week, we're going to have our Start Sits article written by myself and by Shane to help you make your lineup decision. So make sure you check that out tomorrow. And then this coming weekend, we are going to have the betting picks. And those are going to start to be covered a little more here in the boardroom as well. Because, well, this is a boardroom. This is a business. We're here to help you make money. We're giving you advice in your fantasy leagues, not only to just win, have your bragging rights against your friends, your family, your coworkers, but to take their money as well. 
because even if it's modest, I know the leagues with the people that you're closest with do have that modest financial component, and we want you to walk away with it at the end of the year. But that doesn't mean you can't make a little money along the way in terms of betting, in terms of DFS, in terms of prize picks. So Collective Cave will be out this weekend. Dynasty Bill will bring you his matchup highlight this weekend. He has been on fire lately. Hopefully that continues. The process and logic is always bulletproof, and it's been working quite a bit lately. And then, yeah, prize picks. I I brought this up the last couple of weeks, but as week one hit off and I really got a chance to dive in and play a bit more, please, please go to prizepicks.com, sign up, use code COLLECTIVE, K-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V, get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100 deposited, and then just start throwing the picks out there. They are all prop picks, passing yards, receiving yards, receptions, rushing yards, touchdowns, interceptions. There are a variety of various props that you can combo up, get various payouts. Uh, Getting two right together triples your money. Three right together is uh, five times your money. Four right together, ten times your money. And if that's a little risky for you, they even give you flex plays. So, say for four picks... You know, you got to get all four right to make, you know, that 10 times return. Well, okay, do a flex play. If you only, if you hit all four, it does reduce your payout now to only a 5x payout. But if you only get two right, you still get, uh, or if you get three right, you still get double your money. And uh, I believe if you get two right, don't hold me to this one. I think you break even. And then same thing with the uh, two, just even the two picks. If you only end up with run right, you still get half your money back instead of all or nothing on tripling your money. So it gives you a little bit of flexibility. It uh, gives you options depending on your risk tolerance. Or, you know, minimum bet's only five bucks, so you can play small and you can be aggressive if you want and bet that five bucks on five picks and try to, you know, make a ton of money or the other way around. Just slowly try to build it by being more conservative with just a couple of picks at a time but it is an absolute blast. There are a variety of players and props available. I can't tell you how much fun I'm having. The fact that we are able to be partnered with them yeah, makes it that much sweeter, but truly it is a ton of fun. And that's another thing that we're going to going, going to continue to be doing, including yours truly. We will be releasing our core four picks, the collective core four picks every Saturday via Twitter that you should place to build your combo on prizepicks.com. They will come from our Collective Cave crew, Bugsy and Papa. They will come from our lead gambling writer, Dynasty Bill. And then there will be one from myself. We were two and two this week. Um, The misses were Ayuk, which caught a lot of us off guard, unfortunately. And uh, my over five and a half receptions on Tyler Lockett was a miss. I, I feel a little burned on that one because he had a huge day period just in production but with only four catches so yeah he did burn the indianapolis defense but he just didn't get those extra couple of catches so ultimately it was a miss that's wrong it's the only way you can record it you get better you move on and we go from there but with that as you do follow our content into the weekend week two is here First game tomorrow, we cannot wait, at least I can't wait, I know some people don't care, for the Washington football team to take on the New York football giants. 
to me. I don't care if these teams aren't actually really all that great, but it's damn good to still have football back, and I cannot wait to watch this game. So thank you all for joining the boardroom. We'll let you off here. Go home. Enjoy your families. This meeting of the Fantasy Boardroom is adjourned. Yeah.